Welcome to Know Your Foe on Colts.com, an in-depth look at the upcoming matchup. Here's Casey Vallier. Welcome in to Know Your Foe on Colts.com. I'm your host, Casey Vallier. The Colts host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Lucas Oil Stadium on Sunday. And to help us get us caught up on the defending Super Bowl champion Buccaneers, it's time to welcome in Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Rick, thank you so much for taking some time to talk with us on such a busy short week. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's uh, going to be an interesting game. Looking forward to it. Well, absolutely. I mean, one of the things I kind of want to talk about, it's a short week. The Bucks played on Monday night, and then you've got Thanksgiving on Thursday, kind of an odd traveling kind of week. Do you think that at all plays a factor in just trying to get into a routine? Well, I think when you're a Super Bowl champion um, or one of the marquee <laughs> teams, you know, you're, you're used to playing at right. odd times, right? I mean, these guys have had... Thursday night, Monday night, Sunday night. Um, they got everything but a Thanksgiving Day game. So, um, look, it's a it's a veteran team. Uh, I think at this time of the year, um, so much of practice is is uh, more mental than physical. Right. You know, you've got to get out there and test yourself on the on the grass. But um, I do think that uh, you know Bruce Arians does as good a job of any coach I've ever been around of making sure what is a, a veteran um, ball club the oldest in the league um, and being able to get their legs back and, and being ready on Sunday. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a, uh, it's a challenge. The bigger challenge is they just haven't played well on the road. You know, this, this is a team that is uh, undefeated at home, uh, averaging 40 points a game and on the road road, they've been uh, much worse than that. So uh, they want to see if they can uh, bring some of that, with them, and I think that's kind of the challenge this week. We're joined by Rick Stroud, who covers the Buccaneers for the Tampa Bay Times. I want to start with number 12. I mean, everybody's seen the magic through his historic NFL career. I know the last time we spoke was in December of 2019, so all that's changed, you covering the team in just two years from Jameis Winston and now a Super Bowl. I just want to talk about, it's going to sound very elementary, but but how does this guy do it? I mean, he's 44, yet he's leading the league in touchdown passes, number two in passing yards. How does this guy just keep doing it? Well, I don't think we're going to see, you know, or really truly appreciate what he is until he's done. Right. And I don't know when that's going to be. We're certainly closer to the end now than the beginning. But um, you're just not going to find many many athletes, many quarterbacks at age 45 make the sacrifices he's made um, to keep his body and, more importantly, his arm right. um, in tip-top shape. I mean, this is a guy, you know, through his TB12 method, Alex Guerrero, whatever, um, you know, has never, you know, he told me earlier this year, he said he used to have sore arms all the time when he was, you know, growing up playing baseball, um, playing football all the way through, excuse me, all the way through college uh, until he met Alex. And and he just has a routine. But more than that, you know, I I think his passion for the game, um, there's the physical side of it. And he believes that that will never give out because he he thinks he's found the the founder youth, the (laughs) recipe, whatever that is. Um, But mentally it's, it's, it's how sharp he is and how driven he is at this age uh, with his resume. Certainly any of us would, would be well within our rights to walk away. And yet, I mean, you know, he had a game a couple of weeks ago, he lost and, you know, spent about 90 seconds uh, in, in the post game interview. He just didn't want to be there. He was so seething. He'd lost two in a row. And if you see that passion, you see the, the sort of the drive that he has, it really does filter down to the rest of the players. They don't want to disappoint them. Um, you know, and so all of that focus now this time of year, when you get to Thanksgiving and afterwards, that's, that's really been uh, the best ball he's played. So it's remarkable. You have to see it every day up close. I've watched it from afar. 
I know you the folks in, in, in Indianapolis are very familiar with Brady. Yeah. Um, but it really is something to see every day. Now, I don't want to take anything away from him, but he's got some pretty impressive weapons on the outside. One of them, Mike Evans, he passed former Purdue alma mater, Mike Ostot, one of my favorite players, one of great Buccaneers all time for career touchdowns. He's had a pretty incredible career down in Tampa Bay as well. Well, yeah, and, and you know, Mike Allstott is somebody that I, I covered his whole career, and, and he was a great player. And, and what's unusual about what Mike Evans has done is that he's done it from the wide receiver position. Yeah. You know, um, you expect running backs, and particularly Mike, who was so great in short yardage, um, you know, he, he, spiked, he spiked a lot of uh, alley-oops from work done and other <laughs> running backs uh, when he got down in the goal line. But he was a terrific player in his own right, and it's taken this long. You know, Mike hasn't played in, in quite a while, right. and it's taken this long for someone to to score seventy two touchdowns. And um, but but for Evans to do it, there's there's some similarities there. They're both you know different positions, different athletes, obviously, um, but both very competitive and driven, and and guys that are physical, uh, love the physicality of the game, have an incredible desire to score when they get the football. And um, you know, I, I think off the field. You know, what they do in the community is very similar as well. So uh, Mike and Mike are a good combination to, to be the touchdown leaders of the franchise. No, absolutely. And he's a guy that I know fantasy owners here in Indy, maybe you don't get to see him every week, but you've, you've been well aware of Mike Evans for a long time. And to go along with Mike Evans, you've got Chris Godwin, who's now a household name. You've got Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski. How lethal is this group for Tom Brady? Well, when they're healthy, you know, they're, they're very, very good. Um, some of those guys, you know, especially Gronkowski, you know, unfortunately for him, missed, missed a ton of games this yeah. year. He got hurt in week three uh, with the fractured ribs, the punctured lung. I mean, his medical resume is, uh, you know, is, is very long yeah. and, and hard to believe he's still playing uh, because of all the injuries he sustained. Um, but it's a, you know, look, there's a reason Tom Brady is in Tampa Bay. Um, he's not. Um, foolish. He knows that a quarterback is, you know, one of the most dependent positions on the field. He has found a, a roster and added to it uh, with the Bucks, guys like Brown that you mentioned, and Gronk that weren't here um, to go with the guys that were. So, uh, you know, right now Antonio Brown is out. I, I don't expect him to play this week. Right. He's getting closer for sure. Uh, but they are a handful, and you know, really, it's just a matter of. Uh, whether they're on their game and, 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 you know, on the road, they've played different. They had some turnovers. They've started slow. They've had penalties. That's going to be the challenge for them, especially in Indianapolis where it's very loud and uh, they have a really good football team. So, uh, you know, it's not just the talent, uh, obviously, but this team last year about this time got hot and got healthy. Uh, and if they can do that, um, they certainly know the road and, and Brady knows it better than anybody in the game. We're joined by Rick Stroud, who covers the Buccaneers for the Tampa Bay Times. Switching over to the defensive side of the ball, we saw how dominant this defense was in the Super Bowl, making Patrick Mahomes and that Chiefs team look pretty pedestrian. Do you feel they have finally started to pick up where they left off? Well, I think that was maybe one of their best games that they just played against the Giants. Now they fired their offensive coordinator, so I'm sure uh, the Giants will tell you they had a lot to do with their own ineptitude. But um, again, I, you know, this, this team has sustained an unusual amount of in- injuries their secondary right. and that was a young group coming in even last year they got better and better and played their best ball down the stretch um but at one point against washington they were down to their seventh corner and there's just not many teams in this league that can survive right you know whether you get richard sherman off the couch or whatever you want to do there were guys 
you know, that we're having to play right away. And, 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 you know, Todd Bowles has done a good job of, of trying to integrate them in the offense or the defense, but it's just really difficult to do. They got Sean Murphy bunting back, um, you know, on Monday night, he played all but one snap. He was impressive. Uh, you could, you could feel the coverage and the rush working together. Uh, you know, they've got all their safeties healthy now. And I think in a week or two, we'll probably see Carlton Davis, um, you know, come back from a quad injury and he's really their best, their best cover corner. So, you know, there's still some more injuries that are cropping up. You know, Vita Vea is trying to make it back after an injury against Washington. Uh, uh, you know, this week, Devin White uh, will be questionable. I think whether he can play uh, with an injury he sustained late in the last game. So if they can get together and, and you know, stay on the field as a group, uh, we know what they can do. I think they were the reason uh, they won the Super Bowl. A lot of people will look at Brady in the offense, and that's certainly impressive, but it was the improvement of their defense that really carried them through those games. When you consider the gauntlet of quarterbacks they faced after Washington, it was Drew Brees, you know, it was Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes and, you know, all on the road. And I know there weren't fans or many fans, but when you can go through those three guys, you're doing something right. Now, I know when you you look at a defense from afar, a lot of times you look at, you know, maybe – those pivotal numbers, whether it's interceptions or sacks, and the Bucks have plenty of guys that get after the quarterback. And also, we mentioned the secondary, but I want to talk about the guys in the middle. You've got Levante David, who's probably a potential Hall of Famer, and Devin White is already elite. Can you talk about how good these two linebackers are? Well, I mean, I you know, at the beginning of the year, I thought Devin White was going to be a Defensive Player of the Year candidate. Um, you know, he was just outstanding last year, especially in the postseason. He, he affected the game in so many ways. He had nine sacks, which was just uh, a half sack off the league for JPP last season. Um, you know, we know his ability to play the run and shoot the gaps, his speed, his power at 240 pounds is just unbelievable. Uh, and and to have an, an experienced guy like Devin or like uh, Levante David next to him, it was also, you know, remarkable, and the way he can still run and make plays and cover uh, is unique. And when you have, you know, big guys like Indomitian Sue and Vita Vea uh, having to occupy, you know, sometimes four blockers, it really enables those linebackers to, to just run and 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 you know stay out of the traffic and uh, not get those big bodies on them. So it works in tandem, but I haven't found much that those two guys can't do. Um, again, you know, we'll see if, if white's able to go this week, he hasn't missed a game yet, uh, or in some time I should say. And, and, uh, that'll be, that'll be problematic against Jonathan Taylor if he can't play, but there's a reason why they've been number one against the run for the last three years. And I think a, a big reason of it is those two inside linebackers. Well, that's the final thing I want to talk about. You look at Jonathan Taylor leading the league in rushing and going up against, for the second straight week in this Colts offense, the number one ranked defense in rushing. What are your expectations for this running game offensively versus this defensive side? Well, I mean, Taylor's special, and he's proven that. And everybody liked him, you know, coming out of Wisconsin. My wife liked him. She was a Badger, and we watched him every Saturday. Ah, So not surprised that uh, he's having the success. You just don't see many guys who can do it all the way he can um, with the power and, and, and the speed. And so I think they have a lot of respect for him. He's, he's an elite guy, but they've played elite guys, you know, uh, Alvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey and, you know, guys in this division that are very, very good as well. Um, so, you know, Jonathan will have to earn it. Uh, he'll have to earn it against this, this front seven. And, you know, they're going to have to bring a lot of bodies to him because he breaks a lot of tackles. So, I think it'll be their biggest challenge of the year. 
um, and, and they're they're embracing it. But um, it's easy to say it. it's just, it's a different thing when you actually face them on Sunday. Well, lastly, with Rick Stroud covers the Buccaneers for the Tampa Bay Times. I know a playoff berth is well in the future for this Bucks team. But do you think this team has enough to repeat and hoist at Lombardi for the second straight year? Well, you need a lot of luck. And, you know, I, I think that they're facing a challenge was to get everybody's best shot. That's been something that a lot of these players have not had to experience. Brady's experienced it, of course. Um, in the NFC, you know, they're, they're right there. They're a game or so out of the top seed. They're, they're winning their division by two games. If you get Tom Brady in January, you, you can expect right. him to, to go a long way. So I think they'll have a look at it. Um, again, a lot will depend on injuries and such. They've got two more games after this one. I think that they'll be challenged really, really especially um, you know, by the Buffalo Bills, who, who Indianapolis just destroyed, and then the Saints again. Um, but this looks like a team that's going to be a playoff team, and if they get the right seed and don't have to go on the road more than a game or so, certainly if they got home field advantage, I I would not bet against Tom Brady. I, I just the guy is remarkable to me, and, and having covered him even just for a year and a half, never seen anything like it. And uh, he knows what the playoffs are about. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, there's been a lot of people around Indianapolis that have despised number twelve for a long time, but you have to respect <laughs> what he's been doing. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Well, that's great stuff right there. Rick Stroud covers the Buccaneers for Tampa Bay Times. Great stuff, Rick. Thank you so much for the insight. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. The Colts host defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday at Lucas Oil Stadium. Also, Robert Mathis will be inducted into the Colts' ring of honor at halftime of that game on Sunday. Next time, we will talk to you before the Colts travel to Houston to take on the Texans before their bye week, and that'll be the final matchup of the season against Houston, and we're going to be joined by John McClain of the Houston Chronicle to preview that game. But before that, as I mentioned, the Colts, they host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday for a 1 o'clock kick right here in Indianapolis at Lucas Oil Stadium. Until next week, I'm Casey Vallier. Go Colts! Go Colts!